Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl that dumped me twice in a week? And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. All right, so we haven't really addressed the fact that we're using Master of None as kind of a jumping off point for a lot of what we've been talking about in these past few episodes. We alluded to it kind of when we first started, but we didn't touch on it in the past two. And I think getting to episode five, now that we're there, and this being such a difficult episode to cover because it had so much going on in such a short amount of time, you know, it addresses the professional and personal aspects of it. And then it addresses the point in your life where you realize that are you in too deep and did you go too far and how do you go about it now in the sense where um, I think Aziz in the show uh, as he plays Dev is in a secret love with someone in a committed relationship. Have you ever been in that kind of a situation? Well, yes, but I, I don't think it's a secret love in this sense. I, I don't think he realized Unrequited. it. Unrequited? Yeah, that's probably better. She doesn't return the love no, that she, she knows she, it's there? She returns it. I don't think he realized it until the end of the episode that he was in this relationship. He's in a relationship without being in a relationship. So let's start with that topic then. Have you ever been there? Been in a relationship, but not in a relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a one-way or maybe a yeah, delayed realization. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times, knowingly and then unknowingly. I let myself get there because I was interested in this girl, and then uh, it, it just became like a comfort zone thing, just kind of have somebody. But it manifested itself in a new relationship, or did it no, just no, fall off? It just fell off. The other time, I went into it knowingly with bad intentions, uh, that, that that relationship wasn't in the best of places, and I could potentially kind of weasel my way in. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. devious. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that was, I mean, that was years ago. I think the most disappointing thing for me was when I found out that another person, and this happened to me once, maybe twice. I think I might be projecting on the second, but the first time it happened was I felt really bad that I didn't realize it because it, that was not my intention whatsoever with that individual. And yet they felt that way for me. Mm. And it was more like platonic for me. And mm-hmm. I felt terrible. And I didn't know what to do. So I just stopped talking to them, period. You ghosted them? I ghosted. <laughs> I ghosted before ghosting was a thing. So now I've had it where I've, I start dating a girl. And well, I mean, I start talking to her. And then we, then we go on like a date or so. And then I find out, oh, you're in a relationship. So then what are we doing here? Like, what's. So you didn't want to waste your time. Yeah. I don't think, see, I've been, I've been in that position where I kind of, I was like, you know what, if this manifests itself into something greater than what you have, that's my mindset behind it. What's the point in you maintaining that other relationship? But that other person I know has to have that thought, that stream of, you know, consciousness that says, but I've been in this relationship for X amount of days, months, years. Right. I can't just let it all go to waste for this, that you know, it just happened. I've, I've been in that position too, where I, I was like, well, you know, I mean, I would lose my friend group. I would lose all these different things, uh, for the risk of like what this 
other thing could be. It's a gamble. It is a gamble. They both didn't work, so the house always wins. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, continuing the trend with gambling, gambling <laughs> innuendo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I took a shot. I played it. One, I played one conservative, then I played the other one, and then I decided to just kind of go in and just make a drastic change, and then neither of the, the, the situations played out for me. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it, that kind of calls into question the integrity of those kinds of endeavors. Yeah. Well, actually, I was the one that called them off. I was like, "This isn't for me. I oh. can't do it." And the other one was like, I, "I just, I can't do this. I just have trust issues." Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would do in that kind of a situation, but I know from talking to a lot of people. I've experienced this, I guess, vicariously. So I don't know how strong it is because there's a lot of bias incorporated in in the decision-making process and what was actually said. But a lot of the people that I talk to from from this uh, standpoint that are going after people in a committed relationship, they just don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know what? If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, whatever. But they completely disregard the fact that that person that they're pursuing is in a committed relationship, it's like it means nothing to them. Yeah. It's a good majority of people that I'm, uh, you know, I guess it's just the people that I hang out with, unfortunately. But You hang out with a bunch of deviants, bro. That's... Yeah, well, not anymore. I've weeded those deviants out of my life because, quite frankly, I don't see eye to eye with a lot of their dealings. And that's mm -hmm. that's one aspect that I don't necessarily agree with. But it, it's, it's interesting because I always turn it on its head and say, what if that happened to me? Mm-hmm. You know, what if this is my wife or this is me going after yeah, and or having someone pursue me? I don't know. I don't. Maybe it's just that it can't happen to me kind of mentality. Like, oh, I want to keep it far away from me. Yeah. So are you, are you of the mindset that when you're in a committed relationship, like you only have eyes for your partner or like. No. In the sense of like, not that you are oblivious to other women, but like you're not actually aggressively going after them to to make something happen yeah well of course i think that's a given i mean pre-marriage pre-marriage yeah pre-marriage no it changed okay and i think it goes to the point that we raised in if i remember correctly trying to think back to our last episode because it was last week yeah trying to think back i don't i think it went to that whole i don't think i was really committed to my wife before i was committed hmm. can i use the same word in the same sentence with two different meanings yeah, absolutely. Does that work? Yeah, because it's like saying, I'm not committed until I'm committed. I wasn't. Yeah. I really wasn't. and Or I'm, I'm, I'm committed till I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I think they both work. Right. And I, I think she knows that too. And I think she was in the same boat. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was safe to say we, there was a point in our relationship where we didn't know it was going to work out. And then it did. But we made that conscious, conscious decision. Yeah. And it came from a, a lot of work. Yeah. But it goes without saying, right now, she's the only woman in my life in terms of relationship-wise. But are we just going to put blinders on and say that no other people exist, just me and her in this world, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know, blot out all the noise? No. Yeah. It's not how it works. I ask because uh, in, in my previous relationships, I it, it's really weird. Like, I don't say I, I don't I wouldn't do it intentionally like that's how I operate it's just because you know those needs are being met like the emotional support the the, the physical presence all those things right. that I like that I'm not out there looking for anything so I'm, I'm just hyper focused on my work 
right? As far as I think the projects, all, all, the, all the, the whole nine. I'm not entertaining other other potentials or or leads or or women that are, might be interested or showing interest because that's just when I don't have time for it because that's a huge commitment of time <laughs> to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, God. And and then there's there's moments where. You know, yeah, you're like your focus might get broken because you see someone that's really intriguing, or you have a conversation that's like really like, oh wow, like that's a that's a fresh new perspective, and you start kind of wondering, oh, I wonder what she's like, right? And then it just, oh, it's over, passes. So where do you draw the line? Okay, so from the master of none standpoint, obviously, uh, not to give any spoilers. No, but, if you haven't watched it by now, then I don't know why you're even listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> the end of the season kind of um, culminates with an ambiguous right circumstance and you don't really know what's what's happening in dream or reality but there are signs of crumbling along the way right throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the episodes and we'll get there but it's interesting to see it from this episode standpoint where it was pretty much a non-issue in her mind right it wasn't happening but you can see that she knew it before dev did yes right francesca really realized it before dev did from from that perspective, I don't think I've ever been there where I realized it before the other person did. Is that a safe? Uh, is that a good way of phrasing it? Yeah, I don't, I don't that's think- a good. I'm I'm just trying to think if I've ever been, you know, the one to figure it out first or the one that was in the dark. And I, I just really can't quite put. So my- relationship in a relationship to not in a relationship, who has the upper hand? Who would who would benefit from realizing it first? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. I, I I think there's no benefit to it for either of them unless a decision is made on, on what they're uh-huh. going to do with it. Okay. Because once Francesca realized it, then she's got everything to lose with um, her fiancé. What's her husband? I don't Her fiancé. Might be fiancé. I can't remember. Anyway, it's irrelevant. Um, she has everything to lose, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. Even though like what she might be losing isn't that desirable. Sure. Dev, once he realized it, he's not losing anything other than uh, a relationship, right? In the sense of a friendship or even whatever they, their situationship, so to speak. Right. He's losing out on that, but, you know, that'll pass eventually. Right. And the wounds will heal. The wounds will heal. Yeah. So she, according from a societal standpoint and really from a commitment standpoint in your head, she has a lot to lose. So the person in a relationship has a lot more on the line, a lot more to gamble. More skin in the game. More skin in the game. You like to say. Yeah. But being being the spectator in all this is I, I for me it's like a, why hasn't she just left this dude already and just like gotten with Dev? Because it seems like they have more of a connection or a intimate relationship than, sure. than her and her husband, or but, at least how it's portrayed. Uh, but the, for me, that's a cop-out. It's like, did she really do everything in her power to make it work? And we don't have enough information right. to make that decision. Right. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she was just looking for the easy way out, and here you go. It's convenient. It's right here. Right. And, and then is she going to do that again? Exactly. Yeah. And what's stopping her from doing it again? Right. And if I was Dev in that situation, I'd kind of take a step back and say, do I really want to perpetuate this mindset? Because this is opening up a can of worms. This is giving her a notch on her belt and experience mm-hmm. that she is going to basically take along the way. And, you know, what's to stop it from happening with Dev down right. the road? Right. And you know what? Season three. It very much could if they're, in fact, together at the end of season two, and that's not a dream. Right. Okay, so let's talk about infidelity really quick, because I feel like there are people that 
they have different degrees of commitment while they're dating. Uh, and, and they might be, you know, seeing multiple people or they might be in a committed relationship, but still, you know, entertain stuff um, on the side. But then when they get married, it completely shifts, right? Whether they just don't want to live that kind of life anymore and they want to go into marriage with a different perspective or they just are wholeheartedly committed to their marriage, right? So with this scenario, is this her like crying out for help to to for Deb to intervene and get her out of it or for her to like self-sabotage so she gets out, right? Because I, I, I start to, you know, the older you get, you start to question like what was the role of infidelity? Is it really because someone is unhappy or is it because someone lacks self-control is it you know what is what is the root of it all and in in this scenario it seems to be you know based off of what's being shared with us it seems to be that this is just her her way of creating a fight creating issues to get out right because didn't they show a scene where they you know she snapped at him and let her fiance yeah getting getting into a fight and then she kind of like stormed off or something like that yeah that's a very good point it could be self-sabotaging and maybe um you in a committed relationship need to be aware of the warning signs and need to kind of reel it in every now and then because you can often get carried away in what you're doing and what where your life stream is headed in what direction your life stream is headed you forget about the people who are going along for the ride within your life stream and that's a real integral part about maintaining a relationship because you want to understand all the variables that are feeding into your life and your energy so maybe it was a cry for help. Maybe it was her way of drawing attention to the fact that, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm not getting enough love. Hey, 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 look at me. And mm-hmm. she did kind of try that later on. But within the confines of this episode, I wouldn't say that she necessarily alluded to the fact that she was in it or not. I think she was on the fence trying to make a decision. And when Dever realized it, it was at that point where he made a play for her. He made a play. And he was like, you know what? Wounded animal. <laughs> he's aggregating all that in that three minute ending scene, that car ride home. He's collecting all that data, all that knowledge from their past interactions and really formulating a decision and making that conscious effort to pursue it. Right. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't say game plan because it's, you are at a crossroads. You either are going to let that go or you're going to take a risk and right. see what happens. And it wasn't that, because I feel like if you say, if you would have said game plan to, to win her over, what are the cases? I think that's very manipulative. And I don't right. think that's the character trait of. Within death. the confines of the show, again, no. Right, 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 right. But does that happen in reality? Yeah. I think when people start to realize that they some, have the upper hand. Some people are. Which is why I asked the question, who benefits from coming to that realization first? The person that's in a relationship or the person that's not? And I feel like it would be the person in a relationship because they can kind of drive it a little bit more instead of having that person that's not in a relationship realize it and take advantage of the situation before the person in the relationship actually realizes or comes to a realization what's going on. Mm-hmm. But that's my way of kind of looking at it from an ad advantage standpoint and it might not boil down to that no it may it might boil down to just common decency like do you or don't you you know what's socially acceptable and do we really care about what's socially acceptable do we blow social conformity out the door just because it suits us and suits our agenda is our agenda pure in nature or is it convoluted to a point where we're just trying to get in someone's pants and then move on and ruin everything that they have 
just for our gain. You know, and I, yeah, this hasn't been something I've lived, but I've seen other people where they were the other person, the other guy in the picture, the other girl in the picture. And uh, I remember having the conversation with, with my friend, like, yo, dude, I don't, I don't think this is a good situation for you to be in because if, if you they have you in this role now, what's to make you think that it, it wouldn't happen? Role reversal. Yeah. While you're in the relationship, you know, oh, and yeah. we've, we've gone into in-depth conversations about it and they decided, you know what, this is something we've talked about and we've, we've really gone in depth with it and we decided that this is what we want. And she's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like if that's, if that's where you feel and, and here they are like two years later, like getting ready for, well, I don't know if they're getting ready for marriage, but it's, it's seemingly on that path. Right. That's interesting. You know, that, that's a completely different path to take. And that's a very big risk in my mm-hmm. opinion, very big risk. Yeah. But I, I think honestly, it, there's a lot that can be done to prevent it. And there's a lot that could be done to think about it. Um, but I feel like if you don't give, and this is going to sound completely fucking cliche, but if you don't give love a chance. <laughs> no, I'm glad you say it because I, I struggle with that myself. And I think if, if you'd never listen to it, but the whole, idea, the whole song on Continuum, I don't trust myself with loving you, right? With mistakes that I've made in my past, I don't want to make them in the future. And so I guess I have this reluctancy within myself and the confidence I have going into a relationship with making the mistakes again, even though I'm very conscious of it and I'm, I'm doing my best not to do those things, right? Being cognizant of, of what I've done. So, so history doesn't repeat itself, right? Trying to be different and moving forward. And I, I, I think my holdup, just thinking about it now, when you say that, it's like maybe I'm not putting enough faith in, in love. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that two different things? No, you're, you're on it. Because if your apprehensions are holding you back, you can't completely commit. And that's where I think you might have unlocked the, the, the problem there. <laughs> and again, it might turn into a glorified therapy session, but... <laughs> when, when does it not? When, when does it not? When we're approaching this kind of a situation and, and talking about it, we reflect a lot. And that's the, that's the cool part about it. That's what we want you guys to take away when you're listening to this. Don't just listen to our story. Use these as templates for where you're at in your life and... and Use that to parallel a lot of your experiences and figure out where you're headed. But in Randy's case, I think he might have actually latched on to something. And I, I want I want you to see that through and see where it takes you. Yeah. Because if you're apprehensive about making a, a mistake and using that as, a, as an excuse as to not to commit. Yeah. You're holding yourself back and you're mm-hmm. never going to unleash the true potential of your relationship. And that's what I think scares a lot of people. That's what scares me. Yeah. Scares my wife. We've had these talks, but we're conscious of the fact that a lot of things can be limiting factors in the relationship. You know, and that's that's another thing. I, I have friends where in their relationship, they're able to talk about not necessarily the shortcomings, but the things that they struggle with yeah. within the relationship and, um, you know, navigating the world, so to speak, right? Whether it be with temptation that is presented to them or uh, whatever, right? I don't want to say like demons they're facing because that just sounds so heavy. But there's other people that they can't talk about those things with their partner. They just have to suck it up and deal with it on their own. I agree and disagree with that for several reasons, but I don't feel like there's anything that you can't work out with someone else. Now, your partner might not be the right person and 
you would know best. Yeah. But I feel like if you're in that relationship and you're making a conscious effort to work something out, it might be in your best interest to let them know whether it's after you've come to a resolution or during, if you feel like they're the right person to approach, mm-hmm. but leaving them out of that decision, which in my opinion is a growth point yeah. that they're going to struggle to accept because they might not know the context behind. Yeah. I think they, they need to be in the loop somehow. Yeah. Instead of struggles, I want to say, I mean, instead of demons, I want to say struggles. I think struggles is a better word. That's fine. Either yeah. way, I, yeah. I think demons has a negative connotation, right. but it doesn't but, take away from the fact that it's something serious. Yeah, it is. And I, you know, with with the, the girl I'm dating now, I, the days when I feel like I'm on the, and I don't know if it's because I'm easy to read or she just kind of gets me like that. The days that I'm like on edge and I'm like questioning things and like, why are we even doing this? Like she talks me off it, like you know, and and the things that we talk about are just how we both feel the same way, and it's it all roots back to it's not necessarily us, but it's this current situation that we're looking to actively change, right? Hmm. With the distance mainly, um, and I just feel so much more reassured in in the relationship. I don't, yeah, I don't see a reason why you can't. I, I can see why you can't commit. You have your own things to work out, but I definitely think that it's something that you can't get over in the short term. No, not at I all. I think you might be letting that whole different city thing get in your way as an ex- or, or intentionally get in your way as a, a, a way to kind of keep things at bay and let things develop and mature a little bit more so you actually gauge the, the current situation. I mean... It's the, a fear the, of no, past repeating no. itself. Well, you, yes, you there, there is that. But <laughs> the, the, relationship, the relationship is far more intimate and developed than I'm letting on sure. in the conversation. No, but, I believe it. Um, I, I hear it offline and yeah, yeah, I, I but, say that, but I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't shoot myself in the foot later. <laughs> I, I don't think, and you know what, that might be, this is a lot of what we're discussing. It's not completely steeped in reality. It's a lot of extrapolation and a lot of formulating thought based on presumed responses and reactions. So I don't think it should be held against you in any way. Thank you. Thank I don't you think this is a legally binding. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to touch on mixing personal and professional in this episode. We're going to do that in another episode. And we're going to leave this as it is, I think. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I think I'm comfortable with that. I felt a little extra vulnerable today. You were. But I think we hit a, we hit a breakthrough. Uh, thank you. We hit a breakthrough. Here we go. Yeah. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. He's taking a bow, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of what our examples present to people, they can take, and like I said earlier, and take that and run with it. See where it takes you. Because in our 30s, a lot of us are at the same point in time in our lives. We just need someone to relate to, and hopefully you can relate to us. I hope so. Because uh, that's why we do this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not just a... Uh, shameless ploy to boost our own egos or stroke our own egos. No, not at all. A lot of it is actually more self-soothing and self, self-therapy, self really. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. We've talked about this often, and I feel like we've grown a lot in the past almost two years of doing this. Yeah. A year and a half. I was going to say, wow, it has been two years. Well, two Januaries anyway. Yeah. And that usually two Januarys means a year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> three, January to January. My three bad. would be two. Uh, three would be two years. Um, it 
definitely helps us and we hope it helps you and if this is the last of you hearing from us for a little while anyway um we love you and don't forget us we'll be back until then turg where can the people find you you can find me at turg says no on instagram and twitter and randy what about you you can find me anywhere and everywhere at i am randy z and if not we'll see you next week bye (laughs) (laughs) thank you for subscribing to another episode of talk 30 to me we hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends Make sure you stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. Pause for effect. (laughs) Um. find it weird that your wife calls you anthony and not turk why i don't know it's just i don't know it's just weird it's romantic is it i love it when she says my name what turk no she only says it when she's mad no anthony she never calls me turk she calls me that she calls me turkman when she's really mad at me oh really i feel like she started to call you turk in front of me now no really i don't hear it sometimes maybe once you're lying possibly We do it, but we choose not to. I don't know why. Because it feels so good to say. It's an artistic decision. Yeah, it's an artistic choice. Anyway, peace out, fuckers. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>